I'm a handshake and tater. I'm a spud with a plate. I'm a miracle that's greater day by day. I ain't your average quitter. I don't put up with golf. I'm doing the best I can. The drum tater. Welcome to the Trump Tater. I'm Jamie Renda with Dallin Johnson this morning. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we have a lot, a lot to talk about today. But I want to start out with the Trump Tater hot take of the day. And uh, so, as y'all know, we had an incredible debate with the vice presidential candidates. And uh, so, the Trump Tater went to the University of Utah last night, Dallin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we got to see. Vice President Pence drive by, and the Trump Tater got a wave at him. Really? Yeah. So, anyway, it's pretty exciting. And anyway, the Trump Tater was the the head of the party last night. Everybody said, "Make way for the Trump Tater." As the Trump Tater comes through, pushes through the crowd. VIP status, huh? Definitely VIP status. It was pretty awesome. So, anyway, so I, I get up this morning. I think I see a ton of the debate last night because I was up there with the action, and I saw some of it, but not all of it. So I decided to look and see what different commentators had to say about it. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm not a big Drudge Report fan anymore because I think Drudge Sold is sold out, sellout. Yep. Yeah. He's gone. So if you, if you want to look at Drudge's headlines, I mean, I wouldn't even recommend clicking on the page because then he brags on how many page clicks he gets on but definitely don't click on the articles because you're just feeding into his uh selloutness yeah either he sold the drudge report and didn't bother telling anyone or he's just a sellout i don't know which one yeah i think both <laughs> so I, I don't know there, there was rumors <laughs> that he sold it about a year and a half ago well, that would explain so something hey, ago, hey brian do you know anything about that he yeah. he's definitely switched his allegiances in what he covers as far as what's newsworthy and what's uh, story worthy on his page. Um, you've got the the page open right now, I, don't I you? I do. Well, I took a screenshot of this. It's changed a little bit since I took this morning screenshot. But I just want to read the first fifteen yeah. different headlines. These are these are article headlines. Article headlines. And so what it used to, I thought Drudge was a leaned right, but I thought he was always fairly fair, even if there was something that wasn't positive on the Republicans and it was news, he would include that. Mm-hmm. But now it's like woo. So first thing they do is take a real close shot of Pence's eye and. Drudge Drudge reports the only one I have seen this is the bloody eye. They talked about it right after the debate, too. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Pence's bloody eye causes concern. Bizarre moment when, a moment when a huge fly sticks to Mike Mike's head for two minutes. Joe sells thousands of swatters. Drudge poll. Who won the VP debate results? Well, it shows that Kamala won it. Yeah. Uh, CNN, Kamala Harris, 59%, Pence, 38%. Pence interrupted twice as much as Harris and spoke longer. Moderator Susan Page flells. White House security official contracted COVID in September, gravely ill. New England Journal of Medicine calls for Trump to be voted out. Antibody treatment for Donald Trump using cells originally derived from an abortion. Now, I know that Trump would not have taken anything that he thought was from an abortion. So if that is true, he was not informed of it. I'll have to look into that one, yeah. Yeah. 34 connected to White House infected. Vets, vets group quietly told they might have been exposed. President asked Walter Reed doctors to sign non-disclosure agreements. Reporters scared for their lives. Ooh. It's, it's almost as if they have to go to some war-torn zone when they did have you, to go. Did you take pictures of the ads that he has on his page now? I did not, but I did notice there were predominantly Biden-Harris ads. It, so, so that's where he sold out, though. I remember when the, his ad campaign switched. Even the style on 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 uh, the ads on his page, mm-hmm. they, they move locations, they move durations. So he and there was an article about him switching ad campaigns, um, and I think it was a, a a more leftist company that he didn't claim he sold to, but he's starting to use this company, to, you know, for his marketing and advertising, and his articles and content since then has also switched. So there must be something tied to that. And there is. Anyway, <clears throat> Matt Drudge is a sellout, is the hot take of the day. <laughs> so if y'all weren't aware of that, just know Matt Drudge is a sellout. He's okay. a hater, right? Yeah. Let's well, talk about the debate, though. Okay. I, I, I want to get into this debate. There's so much content. 
because who who won? Who, if you look on the media, who won? Well, it depends on which media. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I, um, I I felt like I was very fair when I watched the, the presidential debate. Um, I personally was very internally harsh on President Trump. There were multiple times where you called me during the debate. And you remember what I said? I was like, this is a disaster. I'm so mad right now. I, I almost threw my phone at the TV, you know. Like Trump was, he was making me mad. And I feel like I looked at that from a very... Um, neutral standpoint like okay let's have a debate here and let me decide who wins this debate who wins the argument you know um and and that's how i felt after the first one the second one i thought hands down pence mopped her with it was over you know pence dominated it and then you turn on the news and kamala harris won it was i don't know who was watching what debate but anyone that says Harris won, I, I really want to know why. And, and you can't say it's because she put Pence in her place. It's because of that fly. It's because of that fly, yeah. It's because of the fly. Anytime the fly gets more <laughs> media attention than her Green New Deal response did, you know that chalk it up as a loss. She lost. Um, I literally... Uh, well, wait, I, want, I want to interject for a second because yeah. back on the Trump debate, because I was yelling, shut up. Trump, shut up. You and Biden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but then after I had a chance to go back and look at it, and I may have said this prior to, I don't know, because it's been a long week, but uh, I still look back now and I'm thinking I would rather have Trump interrupting and being obnoxious than milk toast Mitt Romney not even defending himself against not paying taxes, according to Harry Reid, which we all know Harry Reid was just lying on now, or not defending or standing up against the stupid rumor or stupid excuse that they were using in Benghazi that it started because of video. And, I mean, so milk toast Mitt versus a little defiant Trump. I'm going to take my defiant Trump, even though he was really getting on my nerves that night. Yeah. I'm still going to take Trump over milk toast Mitt. So yeah. I, he's a fighter. Well, yeah, so regardless of, of what your thoughts were on the presidential debate, I, I feel like this vice presidential debate was just as important um, when you look at the future of our, our country. Um, moderator Susan Page, she touched on it. She said, you know, I think one of the topics was actually uh, both presidents, no matter if it's it's President Trump that gets reelected or Vice President Biden that, that wins the inauguration or election, he um, they'll become the oldest president, you know, in, in U.S. history. So that makes this vice presidency uber valuable, you know, like they have uh, not only a, a, a responsibility to the president in maintaining being on the same page, but also turning around to the American people and showing that they're on the same page. And um, I think President uh, Trump and Mike Pence were way more on the same page than Vice President Biden and Senator Harris. Um, there is uh, contradictions from from Kamala Harris left and right. Um, but what I was going to say is, you know, I was pretty pumped going into this debate. Uh, Mike Pence is a former radio personality. I think he, he described himself as the Rush Limbaugh on decaf. Um, <laughs> and if you watch President Trump talk, he definitely is on decaf. There's nothing caffeinated about that man's speech. You mean Mike Pence. Mike Pence, excuse me, yes. If, if you watch him speak, then, uh, yeah, he's very decaffeinated. There's not much excitement in his voice. But I, I was he knows how to, to um, articulate and to communicate himself, you know, in his words. So that matched up with an attorney general, a prosecutor experience. I thought this is going to be a good debate. But I, I turned to my wife and I said, I really thought Harris was smarter than this. I was expecting her to be more quick-witted. I thought that she would have um, quicker responses, you know. I thought she would kind of put, place, or Mike, put Mike Pence in his place. Um, but it was kind of the opposite. Mike Pence a few times would give her a response, and all she had was a facial expression, which is getting news. Look at this facial expression. This is the ultimate black woman telling a, the white guy to shut up. Yeah. Like, if that's what you're going off of on, on who won the debate, there's no content in, in a facial expression. You know, that he, he's, he, he was giving well, her well, facts. Yeah, but body language does say a lot about, I mean, you can speak volumes with body sure, language. Sure, and so does the inability to respond. Yeah. So that's what I saw. <laughs> you know, yeah, roll your eyes all you want, but when you just look at him and, and not know what to say... Yeah, I, I, I think you you will lose more voters with body language than you will gain. Yeah, um, yeah, with that, you're, with you're that absolutely type of body right. Language, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yep. Yeah. 
So uh, I don't, you didn't get to watch much of the debate because you were you were uh, on the ground. You were you were one of the ground troops with with the Trump tater there in Salt Lake. No, I was, and it was fantastic. We also had Lady Maga with us, so we'll talk a little bit about Trump taters. Big night and Lady Maga's big night last night at the presidential. Lady Maga. Lady oh, you've told me about. Yeah, I, yep. I'll have to tell our audience about Lady Maga. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we'll be back with the Trump Tater, and we'll talk more about Trump Tater's big adventures the last few nights, and uh, and Lady Maga. And key back. points to debate. Absolutely, oh, yeah. we have to hit the debate. Back with the Trump Tater. <laughs> Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Welcome back to the Trump Tater Podcast. Um, Jamie, let me just explain something to you as we start this segment. Um, Kamala Harris said something in a, in a statement. She said, when we say in debt, it means you owe somebody money. Wait, 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 wait. I just want to stop you right there for yeah. a second, Alan. You want to explain something? <laughs> like, are you mansplaining to me right now? I am. <laughs> I am. That's exactly what it is. Because oh. you're a woman and I'm a man. And, and you I had to said, explain to me what that was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's offensive. Wasn't that the tone of the, of the debate, though? <laughs> 
That's sad. Yeah. So I, I just want to hit on this mansplaining. Yeah, thing. let's do. Let's do. I, I mean, I live in Utah, and I have to tell you, Utah is not exactly, well, there's quite a bit of male chauvinism left in Utah, I mm. put it that way. Yeah. And a lot of women who, so I'm coming from a place that obviously you still feel the effects of some uh, traditional men leadership. And I'm not being critical. I'm being <laughs> a little bit critical, actually. <laughs> but but at the same time, I get really bothered with women who want to be treated equal, except when they don't want to be treated equal. <laughs> and so this really bothers me. Or or until they're challenged. Yeah. So so you you know women want equality. Women want to be treated equal. Yet when they're debating with the man, that if a man treats a woman exactly how he would treat another man in a debate. Then they're mansplaining. Yeah. Yeah, it just really, that that infuriates me. Yeah. And what really infuriated me this morning, Dallin, is all these woke pansy men that were out there saying about the mansplaining. Yeah. So my question is, what happens when she's in charge of a foreign policy and she has to work with a a male uh, opposing leader? Well, is that... if it's Justin Trudeau from Canada, I don't think she'll have a problem. <laughs> but he's not much of a man, so that doesn't. That well, doesn't you know, really... uh, what do they call men that are Justin Trudeau's? What they're called uh, beta man. Oh, beta man. Is it beta man? Is that right, Brian? Is it beta man? You don't know. Who knows? Beta male. Oh yeah, beta male, alpha male, beta male. Most women really don't want a beta male. From my, <laughs> as far as my experience, yeah. I mean, they get may get a little insulted and frustrated with alpha males, but for the most part, I think women are still more attracted to alpha males than they are beta males. But uh, anyway, with the uh, foreign leaders like Justin Trudeau, I don't think uh, Kamala Harris will have a problem with. But there will be some that you know. So it's interesting because that kind of segues into uh, another point that was in the debate last night. Um, I'm going way out of order, so we'll just kind of you know go with it, but. Um, China was brought up um, and our relationship more importantly with China was brought up and I think that's a very interesting take because we heard from uh, Mike Pence's side that Joe Biden was China's biggest cheerleader and that was our relationship with them and we kind of let them walk all over us especially when it came to trade deals with them Um, and and Harris in turn um, said that you know Trump is 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 xenophobic and he's treated China bad and yada yada and and he ruins he cares more about um, relationships with our opponents or enemies than he does with our allies and he's ruined a lot of those. Well, she's uh, suggesting um, that China's our ally. <laughs> no, that they're our opponent and that's he cares more about that. He's more focused on that relationship than he is our allies because he's burned those bridges. Oh, okay. Is what she claimed. So. My thing is, though, is is if we have to have a strict stance with China, you know how China feels about women leadership, right? Okay, you know how China runs their country, right? Yeah. Are there any women found in in the, the, what do you call it, The, the makeup of their government? I don't know. But, you know, this is a topic I'm a little taken back on because I'm not for sure. Because Chinese women are very educated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so there's some things over there I'm not for sure. I see, but they, I definitely so haven't seen any here's strong going Chinese leadership. In, in, and and, and this isn't a, this yeah. isn't a dig at Chinese leadership. This is more a dig at our relationship that has to has to happen with Chinese leadership. If we are so worried about, you know, the way a, a male who's debating this was a debate, right? Mm-hmm. They were going to argue with each other. That was the whole point of this. And so, for a male that was arguing with her to now be labeled as mansplaining and that he walked all over the woman and it was all, you know, um, inappropriate and and a a sign of male chauvinism. What happens when she has to go be stern with a foreign leader and he's stern right back to her? Are are we just going to be like, man, that guy is such a, uh, what's the word? I think she would definitely use that to her. I think she would play on that. But I mean, but I think what you're It's such a snowflake response though. You know what I mean? I expect the president and vice president to be strong, to be stern, to uphold the American constitution, to uphold our trading, um, our our trade benefits to foreign policies and to foreign nations. And yet she couldn't even do a a debate without the media rushing and being on her side. Oh, uh, the man's playing. Oh, he was so rude and and sexism. To me, that just means she lost the debate. <laughs> you know, I, I think back on Margaret Thatcher. You're a little bit younger than me, but do you remember Margaret Thatcher? Mm-hmm. Not that much better. 
she was a tough cookie. Yeah. And I don't think she ever used her sex in a way to, in her connections. I mean, she was just tough. And, uh, and so she was probably respected because she, of it. She was very well respected on that. But I could definitely see Kamala doing that. But I think what you're bringing up is some of the hypocrisy on the left, like, you know, on China and other countries who treat women horribly, predominantly in the Middle East, and yet, you know, they stand up for these countries and these leadership that are very uh, homophobic and misogynistic, and and yet elevate them to some, you know, position of greatness uh, when they treat uh, gays and women in such horrific ways. So I don't understand that connection. I'm not totally for sure on where China's at on that, other than China just treats all their people kind of bad. Uh, right. And, and I, I don't know yeah. China's makeup either. You know, that was just a general, I, I, you know, I'm an idiot. I just want to know okay. what's China's makeup. So <laughs> so I, I don't know on, on the, the leadership aspect in China versus the Middle East on those concepts. Yeah. So um, let's go over uh, a few of the, the points that we talked about with the debate. Um, the first being I, I felt like tax cuts and the tax um, the Trump t- tax plan that he that he proposed a, a few years ago, you know, and put in not place. just proposed, but put in place. Put excuse in me. place. Yeah. yeah, got voted so on. That's that's benefited really the, the the middle class of America and even even the lower class of America. You know, I think the average uh, medium household of, of four people benefited by four extra thousand dollars in, in um, tax savings, and and then on top of that, they had. Um, I think it was a raised income, annual income of $2,000 per household or so. So um, right there you show not only is it the tax cuts that helped the medium family um, in in the medium class or the the middle class, um, but it was also the jobs that we now have available. So the tax, so I'm going to just kind of keep cutting you off. I feel feel like I'm a woman splaining for some reason today. Is there such a term as that? Yeah. So anyway, but I'm going to do it anyway. So even the tax cuts that were given to the wealthy, many of these corporations ended up passing those tax savings on to give their employees raises. Yeah. So even those tax cuts were additional bump for middle class because those uh, big corporations passed those taxes on. Other big corporations use that for stimulus and job growth. And so to make light on the, the tax cuts for the wealthy, and seeing what happened with those tax cuts, I think, is very careless on Kamala Harris's part. I'm yeah. Also- oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, <clears throat> she said multiple times, the day one, the plan is to repeal those tax cuts. Um, repeal them. That's, that's you know, the, the ultimate plan. And then when Pence challenged her on it, she said, um, I forget her, her exact words, but she said, oh, well, I never said cut them. I never said completely cut them. And then she tried to explain how they would only affect a certain percentage and it was only a certain income that would be affected. Um, but it wasn't a clear answer on to what the plan was. It was just, well, no, we're, we're going to cut it. And Mike Pence, I think he even asked her, he said, so you're just going to cut some of it or all of it? But they have stated publicly they're going to repeal the repeal Trump it, tax Repeal yeah. And that's what, those were her words. So um, we'll get back more than just taxes. Uh, we're going to go over the Green New Deal, um, packing the court. Um, some progressive ideologies. Um, what else do you want to talk about, Jamie? Well, I just want to know if you're going to be doing some more mansplaining to me in this. I'm going to mansplain my way through this. We'll okay. be back after this. All right. Radio News with Tim Berg. The Commission on Presidential Debates announces that the second debate between former Vice President Joe Biden and President Trump will now be virtual. The nonpartisan Commission on Presidential Debates making the announcement Thursday morning, a week before the next scheduled debate in Miami. President Trump reacts to the news. No, I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. That's not what debating is all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. I have a host who I always thought was a nice guy, but I see he's a never 
Trumper. You know, came out that he's a never Trumper. President Trump making those comments on Fox Business. President Trump's national security advisor announced on Wednesday that the United States would cut its troops in Afghanistan to 2,500 by early next year. After that announcement was made, President Trump came out and said troops could be home as early as Christmas. USA Radio News. Welcome to Tax Talk with Hollywood legend Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. You gotta love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee and they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-832-1594. 800-832-1594. Missouri Republican Governor Mike Parson said on Wednesday he will pardon Mark and Patricia McCloskey, the couple who drew national attention over the summer after footage of them pointing guns at Black Lives Matter protesters outside their home went viral. The pair was indicted on charges related to the incident the day before. The couple claiming they pulled out their guns in their own self-defense and they were afraid for their lives as the Black Lives Matter protesters did trespass on a private road. Members of the Jewish community in Brooklyn are protesting tight coronavirus restrictions for a second straight night. Governor Cuomo saying the infection rate is higher than 8% in Borough Park, where people filled the streets overnight. To the extent there are communities that are upset, that's because they hadn't been following the original rules. That's why the infection spread. The Jewish community speaking out against what the government deems non-essential business and school closures in a number of coronavirus hotspots in Queens and Brooklyn. USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Trump Tater Podcast. Uh, we're going to keep going with last night's debate, um, touching on some of the key points. Um, Jamie, I here's here's my my overall take. Actually, no. Let's go. Let's go into the points, and then I'll I'll give you my summary after. Well, I'm okay? just glad you didn't say your explanation. Let me explain something, okay? <laughs> Um, so another huge part of um, the debate that I thought was memorable was the the issue on climate change, renewable energy, um, plans with the Green New Deal in the future. All of this was kind of grouped into one in, in two segments. They, they, In fact, uh, Mike Pence used one of his questions time, and I think it was the question about abortion. Don't, don't quote me on this, but he used his question about abortion, and if he would um, support... It, the the overturning of Roe v. Wade in his home state. Um, if, if if Roe v. Wade was overturned and it came to state rights, what would he vote in his own state? He he dodged that question and then went back and answered this climate change question. But when he did, he challenged um, Kamala Harris on her stance on the Green New Deal. And I didn't know this, but did you know on uh, the Biden Harris website on their campaign website? One of their uh, campaign points is the Green New Deal. So is this Biden's Green New Deal or is this AOC's Green New Deal? Well, it doesn't say Biden's. It just says the Green New Deal. Okay. So we don't know for sure. And in this fact, is Biden's well, Democratic Party's New Green Deal or, yeah, or AOC's Democratic Party's New well, Green Deal? Biden's <laughs> the head of the, the Democratic Party. It's his. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was interesting that Mike Pence even said uh, to Susan Page, who uh, is with the USA Today, he said, your magazine or, or your article uh, in your in your editorial or in, in your what, what do you call it? Um, uh, magazine um, said uh the green the the new green new deal that the the current green new deal is not much different than the old green new deal um, that was originally proposed by AOC. So she asked Kamala Harris if she supports the green new deal and how it was different. And do you know what her answer was? What? Renewable energy jobs. That that was what the new deal was going to do was give them renewable energy jobs. 
but he didn't explain where her stance was. And so that's why well, Pence took half of his answer to go back and challenge her, like, wait a second. So did, did she do a retort back to him on that? Because um, I didn't see that. No, she challenged him on, on um, the, the Republicans and the current administration's handlings on the climate. and. Uh, okay, alert, alert, alert. Yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what Mike Pence got asked? What? Um, if fires are hotter and burning more, and if hurricanes are bigger and slower now. And he said, I think that they've happened throughout history. <laughs> good, for, good for Mike. <laughs> but then he did touch on land management and, and managing our forests. And he said, he even pointed out, he said, it, your current state uh, has done horrible. It, it, we need to manage those lands better. Good. I'm glad, good for him. That totally blew my conspiracy theory thought. But, What's that? But the whole Green New Deal, it had to do with no airplane travel limited car travel and so i'm just you know boy this coronavirus if it happened naturally which i don't think it did china <laughs> china china i'm not even sure it was china it could have been somebody any anyway i mean how convenient on in interrupting this 2000 election that they've been trying 2020 election which they've been trying desperately to do all year but also gives a big door opener to this new green deal yeah. uh, on limiting airplane travel and limiting uh, car usage and everything else. So I don't know. It's just kind of convenient there. But the the bottom line is she does support the new green deal. New- yeah. Okay. So she was, um, she was the, uh, I think it was the first senator or the, the, that was signed on that to signed it. on to it with AOC. Yeah. And labeled a more progressive liberal candidate than Bernie oh, yeah. Sanders. That was uh, GovTrack.us. So if you go to GovTrack.us, that was a report from 2019. They actually, she got the title, the most liberal senator in 2019. Who else was a senator in 2019 that you can think of as pretty liberal? Man, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, okay. Okay. right? Yeah, thought, She's more thought, liberal thought, than Bernie? I thought you were fishing for a different one. Let's hit the rest of this kind of really quick on, because there's one I want to hit a little bit harder. Yeah. But on fracking, yeah. they, they say they're going to get rid of fracking, but in the debate they're like, eh, we're not going to get rid of fracking, but they have openly stated. Uh, I think you hit the packing, the Supreme Court. Did we hit that one yet? I haven't talked about it, but that was one of the points I wanted to talk Total about. Total avoidance again. Re- yep. Yeah. Is there anything the more that we need to hit other than she totally avoided the question? Um, no, that's it. That, she, and she kept trying to say, well, 27 days to the election, yeah. and da, 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 da. so she wouldn't hit it. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, is Trump has not just 27 days, he has four more months as president of the United States and can do what he's constitutionally give, being given the right to do. So he can he can nominate and the, the Senate can confirm, regardless of how this election turns out. Yep. Um, and then you hit the tax cuts. We've got the new Green Deal. But my favorite... That was the little that I actually did see because I went back and, and watched it this morning. Is when Kamala Harris was so smugly talking about she's the only one on this stage that has prosecuted this crime and that crime. She's the only one on stage that's done this, done that. And uh, so, and then when Donald Trump was given the opportunity to clearly define where he stands on white supremacist, he did not do it. Yeah, again, that was brought up. Yeah, the, the the Charlottesville hoax was again brought up on that. How these peaceful protesters were out here doing this, where these tiki torch carrying white supremacists were doing this, and there were tiki torch white supremacists out there, and I'm not denying that because there were, but nobody ever wants to mention Antifa, and again, Antifa was out there as instigators in Charlottesville. The police were told to stand down and let the chaos begin in Charlottesville. Nobody wants to acknowledge the total intentional mismanagement of that. And then I was proud of uh, Pence coming out and, one, standing up for Trump and saying Trump did denounce the white supremacists there. He's denounced it multiple times. He's denounced... Uh, the KKK, and he has so in, on top of that, and then he came back 
as non-decaffeinated Pence was, he still came back and challenged Kamala Harris on her record as the only one on the stage that actually put more black people in California in prison for minor drug offenses that did nothing to help black Americans in California in judicial reform, did not participate in helping pass the First Step Act. So very, very impressed with Mike Pence's coming back on Kamala Harris on her horrible record as the California Attorney General and as a prosecutor on the damage she's done to black Americans. Mm. So, kudos to Mike on that. But uh, so any, let's hit one more, a couple more highlights of the debate, and then the next yeah. segment we'll kind of go on to some. Um, okay, so the last thing I want to talk about is, um, do you remember the Kayla Mueller story? She was uh, kidnapped in Syria. Yes. ISIS held her hostage for a while. And, and um, anyway, so it was under the Obama administration. Obama had gotten word of that and decided not to move. Um, Joe Biden knew and decided not to move. They sat on the information, sat on the information. Finally, they went to go over there to rescue her and found out she was moved two days earlier and she ended up dying. Um, anyways, her parents were there. Mike Pence gave a really good um, kind of heartfelt story that that was what we needed because I feel like the Democrats have used a really good, the left has used a really good strategy of of injecting um, heartfelt stories into the debate. Joe Biden did it with his son overcoming drugs. Kamala Harris did it with her mom and and she never thought she'd be in the seat and her mom would be so proud of her and yada yada. Well, Mike goes into, um, excuse me, Vice President Pence goes into um, this story of Kayla Mueller and says that her family that was in attendance last night says uh, with a broken heart and a broken heart of every American that if President Donald Trump would have been president, they believe Kayla would still be alive today. Um, So the interesting thing about this was, and it was kind of funny, it was kind of satire-ish, so I'm just going to share my story, and I'm sorry if if it was out of line, but President, or I mean Kamala Harris, uh, it's her turn to speak, and she addresses the parents, and her first words are, I know what it's like. And immediately my mind went to to sit on evidence and not act on it. <laughs> Isn't that true, though? Um, she, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting um, take. She, she, uh, she, she gave her, her heartfelt response to the parents, you know, and, yeah. and um, gave uh, her so sincerity. I, I just want to clarify for our audience that even though it was a very serious topic that Dallin just brought up, <laughs> And his ADHD kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway. I had to find the satire in it, yeah, right? There's a little satire. But I not, know what not, it's like not, to sit on evidence yeah, and but, ruin someone's life. Yeah. And, she, and then she, she also had the audacity to talk about that she sits on the intelligence community. So she understands all the things that, yeah, this, that uh, she sits on the evidence. Yeah. Because she knows what's out there and she has sit on that evidence and has misinformed the public of what that evidence is. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be back with the Trump Tater, wrap up this debate, and get on to the little news of the day. Back with the Trump Tater. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? 
don't go a whole year without having a health care program. Sign up for Liberty Health Share today. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's LibertyHealthShare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. Welcome back to the Trump Tater with Jamie and Dallin. So I just want to kind of wrap up Dallin's thoughts in that last segment. Please do. I'm sure a lot of people are still reeling. <laughs> so anyway, uh, those parents were exactly right that if Trump was president, their daughter probably still would be alive. Uh, and I, as soon as Dallin was bringing up that topic, which we had not previously discussed, I was thinking of all the all the American people that immediately Trump got on board with the guy in Venezuela uh, that was put in prison when he went back. He was a Mormon missionary that served a mission there and went back and married a woman. Then he was got he got put in as a political. He was accused of being a spy and got put in prison. Uh, the the man who crossed over the border in Texas accidentally and had a gun in his possession because he was moving and it was you know it was just an area in i think arizona and he was in prison and trump got him out a asap rocky asap rocky asap rocky over in sweden um they got into a little uh fist fight or something fist fight and uh, was in the swedish jail uh the ball player over in china his last name was ball i don't remember his first name yeah so his last name was ball over in china that he got out uh, a prison. I mean, there, there's just so many. Yeah. Uh, the young man who unfortunately died uh, in North Korea, the foreign exchange student, or, or the uh, student that was doing a tour over in North Korea. Um, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, in my mind, I'm sitting here thinking of circumstance after circumstance in which we have an American on foreign soil that's being held in President Trump's mind either unjustly or maybe justly but the he still negotiates in their behalf and uh so no i, I totally agree with uh her parents that if trump was president that uh, their daughter would be alive yeah that's interesting no. that's a good take so um just wrapping up i guess my opinion of the debate i let me start with the positive I, that's something we haven't done a lot of because there was so much animosity you know but positive there was a lot of positive message last night uh, mike pence did a really good job of having a clear vision and promoting that clear vision to the American people. That clear vision included a good and clean air and water America. Um, It included having a law and order system that that is um, um, put in place and and not destroying America. Um, He talked about economic opportunity for, you know, all of Americans. That that wasn't just something that he... um, it wasn't something that he just casually thrown throughout. I, I feel like that was his message throughout it is, look, we, we want opportunity in America. The Trump administration has created that opportunity, um, whether it be in the case of jobs or, or 
um, uh, medical stuff with with the VA. We were just barely talking about. There's a lot of new opportunity for Americans to have a healthier lifestyle and a, a more prosperous lifestyle than there was even five years ago. Um, and then the last huge point that I thought Pence did really well on was um, standing up to foreign adversaries, especially China. Um, he backed. This is where I talked about um, Pence and, and Trump being on the same page. Man, they, they, he did great. He backed Trump in Pence. He, he backed Trump's plan and his dealings with China 100%. And, and you didn't see that clear connection between um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. There was a lot of uh, miscommunications. There was a lot of unclear um, um, policies and, and statements made as to what direction they're really going to go and, and what, the, the, for example, the Green New Deal, what that really means, what, what repealing tax cuts really means. You know, what's the plan afterwards then? Um, so to me, now I'll get into a little bit of the not so positive. I felt. Wait, wait, wait. I want to okay. get one, one positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trump was unapologetic in his pro life stance. Trump was? No, not Trump. Pence. Mike Pence, Vice yeah. President Pence. Yeah. Well, well, Trump's always been unapologetic. Sure. But Mike, Mike Pence was put on the spot, and he said he will not apologize for being pro-life. Yes, you're right, you're right. Um, and, and that is another positive, you're right. Okay, so um, Harris. Harris, um, I felt like th- she kind of um, emulated the same progressive... Um, this, like the same liberal progressiveness that we've always seen. So are, are we still on positive things? Um, oh, oh we're th- on negative things. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, never mind. She, she <laughs> emulated the same liberal progressives, but she's just doing it now with the Joe Biden cover. Uh, you know, um, he's, he's the puppet. We're still going to have these plans. The Green New Deal is a great example, you know, <laughs> without redacting uh, that or, or ex- further explaining it. She really didn't give a clear definition on what the plan is. So in my eyes, it's the same liberal progressives. They're just using Joe Biden as the beard or the cover up right now. Um, and to me, Harris felt I, I heard this quote and I think it, it's spot on. I felt that she she kind of she's this candidate because she checks the identity politics boxes to me. Um, She's the woman. She's the minority. She, um, first of all, she can't be told or talked over or, or debated because that's mansplaining. So um, she she has the identity politics boxes. She has somewhat of a background in in her you know experience with California, but she didn't emulate a, a vice president, and she didn't definitely definitely didn't emulate a leader or a presidential candidate in our nation. No, I agree with you there. But I just dawned on me that I didn't follow up on my Trump tater adventure last night. So I'm going to interject on this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought we did talk about the Trump tater. No, we did. But I was going to come back and talk a little bit more about the Trump tater. Tell us. On That's that. right. That's right. <laughs> so anyway. Jamie for, had a wild night, yeah. first of all. I, I've had three in the back-to-back. We had BBC on Monday come meet at the Trump tater. And then we went to Charlie Kirk on Tuesday. And last night we went to the University of Utah for the vice presidential debate. Where are you going tomorrow? Well, I may be going to Washington, D.C. tomorrow, but unfortunately the Trump-tater won't fit in my suitcase. (laughs) So anyway, the Trump-tater, again, to remind our audience, is someone who outclasses, outshines, and outperforms a dependable and exemplary person. And a home run. A tater is a home run. So again, I think Mike Pence is the Trump-tater of the day. Vice President Mike Pence is the Trump tater of the day. But uh, Lady MAGA, so I'm going to talk about Lady MAGA a little bit for a minute because uh, Lady MAGA is a cross, a drag queen, drag queen. Mm. So, uh, so supports a, Trump. A gay man that is a drag queen that has dedicated. So it, our audience out there, get on and look up Lady MAGA USA um, because she needs our support or he needs our support um, because. For the last two months, uh, he's put his job on hold to go out there and defend President Trump and with the gay lesbian community and uh, talk about what an incredible president that Trump is and, uh, and that the gay and lesbian community supports President Trump. And is, so it's not I mean, it's not easy for me getting up, doing my hair and my makeup every day. But Lady Maga went out. I mean. Fake eyelashes, beautiful makeup, beautiful hair, and wearing seven-inch high boots last night for four, That's definitely not yeah, easy, four hours straight. I was hurting coming home last night wearing my flat Skechers all night. <laughs> and so I, I, as I drove Lady Maga home last night in these 
seven-inch high-heel boots. I thought, oh, my gosh. So anyway, you know, conservatives out there, you may or may not, you know, look at that lifestyle and say, hey, I support that. But it doesn't matter. At this point, we are in a, in a place in our society to protect our freedoms, to p- protect the freedom of speech, to protect our capitalistic economy, that we all need to join together. And Lady Maga is a patriot and is out there fighting hard to get President Trump elected. So I just want to give a shout-out to her on that, or to him on that. It kind of confuses my mind at times. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, definitely a patriot. Please support Lady Maga. Uh, I want to hit one note, and we'll discuss this real quick. Nancy Pelosi hints at a plot to remove Trump from office before the election. She wanted to discuss, or is discussing today, the 25th Amendment, which has been brought up since day one or even before Trump got elected, and so they're still using this because Trump yesterday announced that he wanted to totally redact and put out all information and declassify all information regarding the Russia hoax and the Hillary Clinton email scandal. So all of a sudden now, they're talking about the 25th Amendment to get Trump out of office. What do you think, Dallin? So on what, what basis, though? Because I know, I, isn't the 25th Amendment, is if uh, it's the transition of power when there's a death or... If somebody's crazy, uh, incapacitated. incapacitated. So, well, they were hoping coronavirus was going to incapacitate him, but boy, did he mess up that thought process because yeah. he's healthy. And even as an older, overweight male... He nailed it, and he's better now. So, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. That's but, interesting. But I think they're talking about his mental stabilities. Well, I don't know. I mean, based on what yet? Because he's got the best mental stability I know. That's the thing. Is, <laughs> is Would you prefer somebody that just beat COVID or someone that's had two brain brain surgeries when you talk about mental capacity, you know? <laughs> It, yep, the, my opinion is the, I'd be more worried about the brain surgeries. Yeah, or, or you know, the, well, if the brain surgeries were successful, I probably wouldn't be worried about it. But it does not appear to be successful with, yeah. br- with Biden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So I don't know. Well, that, that's interesting. Hey, Dallin, quick, quickly tell yeah. our audience before we have to wrap up who's coming on tomorrow. Tomorrow we have uh, Steve Waldrip, who's running um, against Oscar Mata. He was a previous guest that we had uh, for a House of Representatives in District 8. District 8. Remember, all politics are local. Whether this is your local politician or not, we'll be discussing topics that impact everyone, regardless of where they're at. And uh, always pay attention to your local politicians running from school board to House of Representatives. And, uh, and realize all politics are local. Back with the Trump Tater tomorrow. Thank you.